0: Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host Billy Pollahan, and with me, as always, is the Barry Dennis, Jade, Patricia, Hedwig. Take your pick. uh, The Beast himself, Raúl Rodriguez. How are you doing, buddy?
1: We are here. We're the the pure (laughs) to today. We're gonna continue. The second chapter in the original MCU, goddammit, or part of the PCU, the Philadelphia Cinematic Universe, split from 2017. Some people say it's 2016 because it was first in a festival in October, but for me, it's 2017. So do that what you will. (laughs) But this movie is amazing. Especially because this is a really interesting thing that Knight said in in an interview when he was writing Glass. That he wanted all three movies to be part of the same universe, but wanted all three three of them to feel different. That you can watch any of them without watching the other ones. And the way that he did that element at the end is amazing, though. Especially because now, also when you when we get to rewatch Glass, I think the Knight did a pretty good job. Also, because we're wearing Star Wars shirts, it has more cohesive a line that the sequel trilogy. Sorry, JJ, you fuck it up at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but Rogue One is still better than Glass. Oh, oh <laughs> <master>. <laughs> I chose violence today. Hashtag yes. cancel
1: Billy Bolyham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. But yeah, we are looking at Split. Mm-hmm. And yeah, released in January of 2017, which I do remember seeing this movie. I saw it with my dad. He was He was very shaken. He didn't know what to think of it. I thought, I was like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I for, I was like M Night is back, baby. <laughs> Woo! And I love um also that you call it the original MCU, goddamn it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you got you got to have the goddamn it in there.
1: And yeah, the well, PCU. The PCU.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um starring James McAvoy and honestly one of the greatest performances I've ever seen any actor mm-hmm. give like not even joking. Legitimately impressed with Uh, James
1: McAvoy's ability in this movie. James McAvoy said, I'm going to destroy this performance. Like, he did an amazing job. Performances. Performances. I will wish to hear kind of like a commentary of Anya Taylor-Joy just reacting to all of the different, the different like every day on set to react to all of his performances.
0: Well, I mean, that's what she does the entire movie.
1: Well, yes.
0: I I feel like I'm like, that's not acting. That's just everybody else literally reacting to James McAvoy.
1: The thing that I'm also curious, though, because I haven't seen the behind the scenes. How did my Shaman choose James McAvoy?
0: Oh, let me look up the casting real quick, because that's actually a very good. uh...
1: I wonder who was like the runner up or something.
0: Oh, you know who he replaced? Ooh, Joaquin Phoenix, and Raul's face is audible gasp, surprised Pikachu face.
1: Damn! Right now. But you know, I don't think that Joaquin will have he will have pulled it off. Yes, but he will have made it really more serious, though, like well, Oscar, like pretentious kind of serious. Maybe. Hmm. But does it think Joaquin finished what has worried night before in signs in the village? So it was not far-fetched, though.
0: See? It's that winner of the raffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he got nobody in his raffle, except for himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a uh, surprise cameo at the very end. But uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, so you just want to start with the plot? And, uh, yes. Um, also, this was the first time... I discovered the now-superstar Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Immediately fell in love with her, not just because of physical beauty, but because she was really damn good in this movie, too.
1: Yes. Way better than the movie that she did previous to that year, that horrible, crappy, pretentious horror piece of garbage that is called The Witch. Yes, I said it. How dare you, sir? (laughs) Robert Eggers is a master... No, I, uh, it's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. that's
0: where most people know her from, is from The Witch. I had heard the name, but I just never saw The Witch. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it now, but this was the first movie I saw her in. And mm-hmm. this is also the movie where I was like, man, Mr. Tumnus, who would have thought?
1: From oh, yes. Chron-
0: Chronicles of Narnia
1: no, like this. <laughs> Billy made me remember that yeah, James McAvoy one of his first roles was Mister Tumnus in Chronicles of Narnia,
0: and the- also incredible actor.
1: You know what? She could have done
0: this as well, Tilda Swinton. I mean, Tilda Swinton is
1: Tina like... Swinton as the Beast. She can she can do I'm, anything. I'm still saying, and I have said it. Hey, Warner Brothers, you want to do the Constantine sequel? Tilda Swinton can still be Gabriel. She has an H. Yeah, she's, she's
0: got that androgynous look, so she can play whoever. Mm-hmm. She would be my pick if they ever did a David Bowie biopic, which they did, and it was awful. No, oh, yeah. If 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 I were to pick, it would be Tilda Swinton because she also knew David Bowie. So, oh,
1: yeah. I anyway, knew that yeah. Start so, the recap. Okay, so the movie starts in a kind of like a buffet, Chuck E. Cheese kind of situation restaurant. And so, and we see these two girls, they're talking. I was like, wow, that happens when you do a mercy invite. I didn't want it to be a monster dad. She, and then they're talking, kind of like giving some exposition. And they're talking about Casey that is portrayed by Anna Taylor-Joy. She gets the tea. She always yells at the teachers a lot. You know, it's like, uh, a lot of people think that she always does this because she always have run away from home many times. And we see that they all go to the car and we see the father putting everything and like all of the presents in the car and the guy is like, "Uh, can I help you? And we only see the little shadow that the father is getting attacked as we see Casey in the passenger seat and the other two girls in the back and they're just talking and then we see James McAvoy as Dennis this is the thing that I had never noticed. I don't know what the hell he puts out in the dashboard. It looks like little soaps or pills. That's it. He, that would so, make
0: a lot of sense because Dennis is OCD. Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's OCD and I'm um, like, he's putting all of those things. And then one of the girls says, oh, uh, sir, you have the wrong car. And, she, and then Jace Boy, he's protecting himself. He's putting a KN95 because he's afraid of coronavirus. And I knew he, you were going
0: to say something about that. I was like, he, he masked up before it was cool.
1: <laughs> before it was cool, yeah, that's true. And then guesses that those two girls in the back. As I love the way the night frames the shot on Anya Taylor Joy, almost crying and trying to open the door, while he's still distracted with the two girls and still checking out on the pills. And because the damn car door fucking did that, that stupid sound, that do 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 and she's like, fuck. And then, and then immediately he pulls out the mask again, and then he gasses her.
0: That's another thing. There's a lot of close-ups of mm-hmm. McAvoy and uh Anya.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that reminded me of why she was cast in The Witch, was because she's very good at, like... She has really good expressions. Things. Subtle facial features, and mm-hmm. I love just the slow turn, and the film just looks so crisp. Mm-hmm. And everything, even when they're down in a dark place, you can still tell where most everything is. Yes. Like, it's, it's very clear where they are, and it doesn't feel, like, dated or anything like that. It feels... <laughs> that's a good one feels like a if blumhouse movies tend to do this Mm -hmm. and i love that he was working with blumhouse because this is yes his second most
1: his second movie with blumhouse because the first one was the visit
0: it was it was and i'm glad that they've kept that partnership and it just it really plays to his strengths as a filmmaker which smaller budget you're guaranteed to get your money back Mm -hmm. um more intimate stories that he can write and do whatever Mm -hmm. he wants little to no supervision and a lot of it is like horror psychological thriller stuff Mm -hmm. stuff that he tends to excel in for the most part sometimes he just takes major swings and just (laughs) misses the mark but he at least takes those swings
1: He takes those swings, but that's the thing about night. You will not say that he didn't keep you watching all the way to the end, though. Even in his bad movies. Because when you get to see Lady in the Water, you're still going to be like, I still watched all the way to the end, but I was intrigued, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but... And then we get into the title card, is... I love the way that we cut into the card and then we see all of the names, but we are seeing Casey's point of view of going through the hallway. And I'm just gonna say also too, I think M. Night Shyamalan was watching the Pretty Little Liars episode, season 5, two, episode 25 Welcome to the Dollhouse, because A came of the girls in the under <laughs> under-earth bunker. <laughs> and there it is. There's always a peel that I as reference.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it's a very eerie like opening as well. Yes. It's just a black screen with a giant split. Mm-hmm. It's not like Avengers Russo Brothers style font, but it's big enough font where you can see the title. Yes. And then it does this thing. Oh, um, I'm I forget if they did it in the opening, but in the credits, did you see like there's like multiple
1: The Little Rectangles? The little yes, rectangles of like... the credits?
0: Yeah, that was really a good touch i never mm-hmm. noticed that before anyway um so casey wakes up with the girls names are Marsha and claire but we don't care about them yeah i know claire <laughs> claire is Haley lou richardson i know that because of uh five feet apart the other movie that predicted uh,
1: uh COVID, with, with uh with uh jacket
0: Yeah, with Cole Sprouse uh, Mm and cystic fibrosis patients. Mm -hmm. How, like, crazy that was. There Mm -hmm. were hints everywhere. Hem Knight was trying to tell us something in this movie.
1: (laughs) I told you, I told you. He knows stuff. It's a twist, but (laughs) it's a twist only he knows. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But they are in the room, and um obviously the other girls are freaked out mm-hmm. and, but casey she's just sitting there and was just taking it all in she's like in shock yeah and then the girls are like we gotta fight back because dennis tries to take uh Marcia, mm-hmm. but uh Marcia ends up in front of casey and she very quickly is just like just pee yourself trust me he's gonna
2: mm-hmm. he's
0: gonna freak out obviously he does because she figures out that he's very OCD,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then they—they're um, they're trying to figure out. They're like, "Why did this guy take us? Mm-hmm. Where are we? We need to fight back. We get—we gotta all band together and fight back. You won't even consider it." And then uh, she's like, "I took six months karate. That <laughs> hey. is like,
1: man." I love Casey. She's like, uh, I don't think that with your six months of karate from the what was it, King of Prussia Mall, will fight will help us take over him because he can punch us and he will keep, we can fucking die. She's and also, very, she says, "Blow me."
0: <laughs> yeah, she's very, very smart and uh, perceptive and notices mm-hmm. things a lot quicker than the other girls.
1: But it's because of a reason. Because of the flashbacks.
0: Yes, and I'm glad that they did that, because it Mm -hmm. actually does play into the flashbacks. Like, speaking of flashbacks, we see, um, it says that she's five years old. Mm -hmm. And we see little Casey with her Uncle John and Mm -hmm. her father. And they are both hunters, and they take Casey out to hunt. And... They don't uh, have an impala though. Not that kind of hunters. No, no, like... Like deer hunters, I know. <laughs> which that's a, I have experience with that because my family has a bunch of deer hunters mm. as well. So I totally liked that. And
1: uh, ah, so you kill uncles... Your uncle's killed by your I family kill I don't. Oh, don't.
0: <laughs> family. Some of my family does, and mm. it's just it's just a
1: traditional thing. Do they kill election Bambies? L.A., like LA, 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 they said like the pure of heart for an election. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah.
0: we're, not, we're not we're not doing that. We're, we're not doing do this, bro. <laughs> don't even try it. I know it, you set out the bait, but I'm not taking it.
1: <laughs> for people that don't know, just watch the Secrets of Dumbledore on HBO Max or Pirate. I don't know. No one that movie was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not going to get a sequel. No, it's (laughs) not. But there are her uncle John is talking about hunting a deer, but he got distracted by a buck, which Mm -hmm. is the deer with the antlers.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And the thing is, the more uh, points on the antlers, the bigger, uh, the the more valuable that deer is. They are. Yeah. And then we get to uh, the therapist, Dr. Karen Fletcher.
1: A.K.A. Lemon Drinks' uh, twin sister.
0: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> Betty Buckley. Yeah, legendary. My, my, Mainly known for uh, Broadway
1: mm-hmm. and stuff. Like she was mm-hmm. the
0: original Grisabella in Cats.
1: Oh, yeah, yes. Cats right? foreshadowing. She's it's one of happen. those
0: actresses where it's just like, oh yeah, she was. She was the teacher in
1: Carrie. Forgot about that.
0: I wait, think wait, I wait. said this. During, the teacher, uh,
1: the main teacher in Carrie that dies at the end? Yeah, Miss Collins. Oh, that's cool. I didn't knew that.
0: Yeah. I think I mentioned this during the happening because that's how uh-huh. it's the verse. She won the raffle. Again. Yes. You wanna kill me in my sleep. sleep. Barry. Barry. <laughs> ah!
1: <laughs> you want some lemon drink, Patricia? <laughs>
0: Patricia would, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's true. watching a news report. Oh, yeah. Her name is Karen, by the way, but mm. she's the least Karen person ever.
2: Yeah, that's and true. We
0: just hear the news reports of three missing girls and how the father woke up to find the girls and the car gone. So we know that the father is alive. Mm hmm. And then she receives an email from uh, this Barry. person named ba- Barry, mm-hmm. and it says they need to speak and it's urgent. And
1: Continue. And then we see Barry coming along and he has kind of like a lot of like drawings of a lot of different like uh, dress designs. And she's like, oh, Barry, a lot of Hampton ladies will pay $15,000 for the, for these dresses. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking I'm going to use one of those like to print them in newspaper headlines, like uh, to use them. And then she's like, oh, well, you email me because you, you sounded like you needed attention, like really time specific. The last time I spoke with with your employer, they find you meticulous and consensuous. You manage there for 10 years, Barry. With my other clients, with your disorder, you're the most consistent with your job. And then we cut back into the bunker and we see the girls waking up. Oh, no, sorry, not yet. And... The Barry says, like, how old are you? I was like, well, the internet is consistent, says Barry. I was like, what does it matter, Barry? I was like, who's going to take care of us when you retire or pass on? We we have to take care of ourselves, and so no one believes that we exist. And, and, ask, and also asked him, do you live alone? Yes, Barry, you already know this. Doesn't everybody care about us? Well, yes, I'm going to talk about it. And she says, I'm going to talk about it, about your disorder with the University of Paris. I'm going to do it through Skype. And I was like, "Uh, don't you want your sketches back, Barry? You're always so very protective of them. And Barry's like, I'll see you next time, Dr. Fletcher. See, she knows right away something's off. Mm -hmm.
0: She's not. She's also very perspective or perceptive. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot speak. But yes, now we get a taste of this personality who I like to call the Tom Ford personality of Barry because he's into fashion and yes, all that stuff and he has the sketches
1: <laughs> as we see also that the Fletcher goes to kind of like a, I think it was her sister that lives next door to the office and they're like watching TV and she says it was like a, I don't like the, the patients that you always do I don't like your patients and she says like we look at people who are shattered than us what if they're better than us and then as we Ooh, foreshadowing mm-hmm. also foreshadowing.
0: second time in a row that m knight plugs skype into his movies yes was he just sponsored by skype at that time because the previous one was the visit which we have uh, done
1: well also remember predicting COVID. We depended off Zoom and Skype and FaceTime, so
0: I know we did because we started this podcast with Zoom, and yes. Skype, <laughs> and Night. Then our audio,
1: Night, foreshadow everything.
0: Our our audio back in those episodes. Oh God,
1: they were so rough. damn bad. As we see the girls waking up and they hear a woman, and it was a, and this is like so. You had everything under the control then, the food is waiting right uh, right there. And it was like, a, you, I, you shouldn't treat them that way. And as we see that they open the door and the girls are seeing everything to the lock. And then they open the door. It was like, a, but then they're like, a, oh, no. Uh, I was like, a, you don't have to be scared of me. He will not touch you again. And their girls was like, what the fuck? And they just, the way the The way that James McAvoy moves his fucking face and his nose and his shoulders, that looks so fucking like classy, like a no woman from like the 30s.
0: Damn. And you can tell which personality is which. Like Dennis Mm -hmm. has always got a frown, Mm -hmm. always folding his arms, very meticulous, again, very OCD, talks Mm -hmm. with a Boston accent, much like Barry. And. Uh, this is Patricia, mm-hmm. who is sort of the mother and second in command. Really, the first in command of uh, the light, as we'll also
1: call it. a very, very, very religious woman. I think it's in context that she's really religious.
0: Yes, and she sits up very straight, talks with a British accent, is very mm-hmm. calm, and is like, "This is what's going to happen," and. We also see later on she's really into making sandwiches
1: mm-hmm. for some reason, and she likes to cut them exactly in half,
0: which is very OCD.
1: Mm-hmm. And it goes to like the question about the identities later because when then we see Doctor Fletcher, she's walking through a really familiar street in Philadelphia. If you have seen the TV show *Servant*, and or have
0: watched *The Sixth Sense*,
1: or *The Sixth Sense* 2. And she mixed up one, to one of her colleagues. So I was like, "A one patient with D.C. D.C. Osh. D.I.D. Can you say the word?
0: Dissociative Identity Disorder. Thank you. If you're watching Moon Knight, it's the exact same uh, disorder. Where it's mm-hmm. the multiple personalities that are living inside yeah. uh, one person.
1: And I did it first. <laughs> Just dig on you, Disney. <laughs> Uh, It says, one of the identities can have high cholesterol. One of the patients was allergic to bees. The others will not. And then he says, she says, can two identities coexist? Can two identities take the spot? I have one student of mine that can write with both hands, different content, and different handwriting at the same time. The identities can have different IQs. One of them was a Russian bodybuilder that he could lift three times his body weight and says, what if trauma can unlock the potential of the brain? will be all open. The things that we call unknown. If this is where our sense of supernatural comes from. And then even the, the colleague was like, you're talking about them. Like they were kind of like some powerful people. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, for sure. And uh, it's also just like, can multiple people live in the same, uh, as it's called, the altar mm-hmm. in uh, the IMDb synopsis. And she brings up the light, which is which personality is in control. Um, oh, another thing she said that's very important. She adds that people with DID can change their body chemistry with their mm-hmm. thoughts. So essentially, it's the music man principle, where if you think it, you can do it but in this case it actually it makes me wonder can we actually do that because it's all like our like our pain is just our brain telling us that it hurts mhm but if somebody else is different has a higher pain tolerance and we're in the same body it it just makes me think maybe there's some validity to this cuz that would be really cool but
1: it's i don't really- w- i don't want
0: anybody taking over my
1: body so is really damn interesting you think about it, let's say for example even though I'm going for a joke I'm a really large man so <laughs> if I all of a sudden I had the idea can one of those personalities will make me lose a lot of weight and then I wake up and I was like oh my god I lost a lot of weight in one day from another yeah and then you like wake up
0: either. you wake up in like a gym and you're just like where am I
1: yeah where am I
0: yes. and then I see oh. a really weird hippo <laughs> 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 if you haven't watched moon Knight, that's where it's from mm-hmm. and so the girls meet another identity my personal favorite identity hedwig where mm-hmm. he believes that he is nine years old he talks with a list and he is always happy and smiling he's got a, this hoodie on mm-hmm. and uh you know the beef did coming for you you're not going to like it. And I just remember all these lines. I'm like, trailer lines.
1: And then right she's like, and then like, I have red socks. She's like, the business is coming for you. I have blue socks, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, but I love how Night is tonically also framing. Like, there's some really funny moments. But also, you overthink them. They're really damn dark. <laughs> Especially with the situation of how the girls are reacting to it.
0: Yeah. And Casey, I love, she does the smart thing of playing into those personalities.
1: Mm -hmm. Because
0: since Hedwig is nine, or so he thinks, she treats him like a child. Mm -hmm. And And also
1: we see that Dennis, like uh, Dr. Fletcher has a drawing of of the beast that, that, oh fuck, I forgot the name of the kid, Hedwig, that Hedwig did. And also, Dennis tells the, the the girls, "I was like, you need to keep the bathroom clean." I color coded the cleaners, and I was like, "It's amazing." The thing about OCD, even color coding cleaners, I don't go that far though. <laughs> I like but the stuff. Are, I know there's people, people, that people like-, like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's bad And then
1: then it says, I was like, Patricia, reminding me that you're sacred food, and I will not bother you again. And then, between all of this, when Casey's meeting up with Hedwig, and then it says, I was like, well, Miss Patricia, and then they always let me control the light. And then Casey was like, we had heard something. Can I whisper it to you? And Casey says, that guy is coming for you. No. No, he only wanted you. That's why Mr. Dennis followed you for me for four days. I was like, uh, but that lady has talked about it. They want the boy now. I think Miss Patricia is mad at you. I will not let you. That was the end. I was like, come on, we can take care of you. Says Casey, we can be your your babysitters and we can make you a fun dinner. And and he's like, no. You just want to run away from here, Hedwig says. I was like, uh, and then Hedwig gets out of the room. But then, between all of that, they notice that they did the whole room to keep them safe. And they find out that the drywall in the whole room is new. So, one of the girls, they open kind of like one of those vents and they go through like the air duct. As we see, Hedwig is trying to open the door.
0: Yeah. Well, first they're trying to, they realize since the drywall is new, they try to find a hollow spot Yeah. and then they found it in the, in the vent up there. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then the big tension scene where, uh, um, Claire is trying to dig the way out up into the vent and they're trying to hold Hedwig off Mm -hmm. because obviously he can hear it and they're tearing off drywall. And then she ends up in the vent and, uh, Gets down and doesn't know where she's at, but she ends up in this locker room. And then it's the classic, you got to hide mm-hmm. in the locker. And we see mm-hmm. one it's the one that says crumb. Yep. And then out of nowhere, because, you know, she does what the Harry Potter thing and is breathing heavily mm-hmm. and everything, but covers her mouth. And then it doesn't matter because Dennis finds her. And it's just like, please come out. Mm-hmm. Just Please come out. Look look at your sweater. It's it's filthy. You're going to have to give that to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's very humiliating for her because yeah. all she has is a bra
2: mm-hmm. and
0: now a skirt. And it's very demeaning for an underage girl mm-hmm. to in front of a guy.
1: And he's looking straight at her the entire time. Yeah. And then he locks her up in a closet.
0: She will not be seen for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. That's what you get when you try.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that um, this film has a feeling of like hopelessness. Yes. No matter what you do, you're you're you feel just as much a victim as like Casey. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and after this, we go back into Doctor Fletcher as we see that barry is is with her it was like a, it's about death it's like those kind of like chanel kind of like the chanel kind of like dresses and immediately that was like who are you and he's like barry i don't think you are you email me again for an unscheduled appointment two days in a row i think orwell jody or or you could be samuel or henrich it was like uh Maybe they had the light for a moment and they emailed me. Can I talk to one of them? And Barry was like, that won't happen. I was like, I said I was going to speak in front of you in this section. And then she's like, but who am I speaking with right now? And he's like, I'm Barry. Barry is an extroverted leader. And he's like, yes, I am. I'm going to guess between the 23 identities who live in Kevin's body. I think I'm talking to Dennis. He didn't have the life for a while because he liked to watch girls dance naked. And the other identity is not like that. And also you adjusted that chocolate dish already two two times because I know that you have OCD because Barry told me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and you can see that he's just trying to hold it together. Uh But the subtle switches of... Like, how he changes his body language, his voice, his facial expressions, mm-hmm. everything. It's done. It's really just something that you gotta see to believe.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's instantaneous.
1: And it's, um, it's, it's like crazy. they say, the critics will say it's a masterful performance if you think about it, though. It is. Because mm-hmm. you gotta have
0: that timing down really well. And mm-hmm. even if you have the timing down, you gotta... You got to play into it. You got to be fully committed to do these things. Otherwise, if you're not committed, people are going to notice. You're only as interesting as long as you are interested.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's really cool. And then Um, I was like uh, "Eh, a chicken wings. Yeah. Almost the chicken wings. uh, And she's like, believe me. He's like, believe me. I'm Barry. Forgive me. I need to challenge all of you. And then Barry was like, um, Look, look what I'm doing right now. He opens a chocolate wrapper and then he stains it on his shirt. See, it's me, it's Barry. Ask me about fashion, ask me about anything. As we see that Barry leaves and then she goes to like the camera room of the building. And Jay, in one health conscious fast food per per year. Did you originally solicit to buy this chicken wheat that you so lovingly reheated in a minor suicidal gesture? And I was like, Hooters, Miss Fletcher. They're from Hooters. Oh. <laughs> what the hell
0: does this have to do with anything?
1: And lush? then uh, I love that what she said. I was like, oh, man, have that fucking, have that need to see large breasts. If Hooters is like Henry the Fit ran a fast food joint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually a really good line, and yeah, Jay once again, M Night Shyamalan.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: implied that he was—it's the, the same guy from uh, Unbreakable, Unbreakable, the drug dealer that got racially profiled by Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and now he's got long curly hair and uh, is a security guard at
1: a problem um, building, kind of.
0: Yeah, just work security at the apartment mm-hmm. complex of uh, the therapist for Kevin, who's mm-hmm. the real name of this Avatar.
1: Ah, <laughs> um. ah the Shyamalan <laughs> Avatar, yeah, I can go. It's going. like it's like I intentionally said it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like poetry yeah. rhymes. And we see another flashback as we see that Casey She's also kind of like being taught by her father and her uncle to hunt for deers. As also, we go back into we go back into the bunker as we see that Casey wakes up and then Patricia is right there with with the other girl. And I was like, a, "Oh, I have your meal, Sleepyhead." I was like, a, "You can eat it." And then the way that she like it has paprika, it has some taste in it. I was like, "Damn!" That even the way they fucking moves, like their fucking hair. I was like, "Yes,
0: paprika." Oh, uh, a little bit of spice. She, no, she brushes their hair. Yeah, gets mm-hmm. a little caught in Casey's. But um, another thing I noticed is mm-hmm. the removing of the clothes is very symbolic,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because as more clothes are getting removed, the more um, ex- vulnerable. They are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that thing where yes, M knight, I get it. You're on the nose. <laughs> I, expect, I, I expect this of you. And flannel is also what Casey was wearing. Flannel is often used in uh, hunters usually wear it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a it's a very popular thing. It's also just really comfortable and it's great during winter. Or nice. a um on a
1: crisp spring day. It's perfect. <laughs> good good one, good one. And then and then Patricia's like, come on, let's gonna give you girls some really proper meal. And so as we see the all three of them, they're walking through the hallway, kind of like in unison, all of them by by their arms. And they go back into this kitchen room, and then Patricia puts out the radio and it's like some like cultural music. I was like, I heard that Asian people music helps with digestion. It. <laughs> it was like a I'm going to make yourselves another sandwich. As we see that the Casey and the other girl, they're kind of like between their faces. They're like, let's go and attack her. Casey was like, no, no, bitch. Just wait a moment. And then we see that Patricia's like, she's like, oh, it's crooked. I will have to do it again. And And then she's making another sandwich. As we see the other girl grabs a chair and body slams Patricia WrestleMania style. I love them when like
0: I was thinking of The Simpsons when uh when what the hell is wrong with you, boy? Gee, Homer, it's a standard, pretty standard move.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One of
0: the funniest moments of TV I ever seen. That's true.
1: That, that's a really good moment though.
0: The fact that Homer gets it back later. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um the other girl. She makes a beeline mm-hmm. for and it's it's the segment of the movie. I like to call the alien segment, like the first alien movie mm-hmm. where all you need is the yellow spinny uh, siren thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it, you feel like a xenomorph is going to pop out any moment. It's really creepy, but she is just she doesn't know where she's at. So mm. it's like.
1: Uh, there's really no point. Oh, you just made me think about N.I. Shaman's Prometheus sequel. I know that's never going to (laughs) happen. No. Never. Uh, The the world was not ready for Prometheus. I like that movie a lot. It's my favorite alien movie. Um, Wow. And then we see that Patricia immediately goes to, tells to Casey, you go back to your room, as we see that they're chasing for the other girl. And he catches her. It was like, in the sun, boy, boy, you, you're going to find your passion. In the sun, you will find your purpose. And it says, you always have been protected. You had never suffered. As we see that slowly, Patricia's putting the knife really close to her belly. The way that also knife framed that shot, I'm surprised that they, I know that maybe the knife was fake. But I was like, what if that girl got caught in one of those damn scenes? I was like, I, it's amazing, though. I like the way that they put they put that. So long as he's not
0: method acting.
1: Yeah. That's fine. Oh, which
0: method acting is bullshit, by
1: the way. Jared's Letter's split would have been a totally different movie.
0: He could have done it. That would have been interesting, at least. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm glad we got McAvoy. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we see Dennis goes to Casey. The piece is coming for you. All three of you. Because you
0: haven't suffered,
1: mm-hmm. and then then we see a drawing of the beast eating people. As we see another flashback of the uncle, just like stretching with his gun and giving a creepy smile to Casey. And then we go back into the present, and we see Hedwig is he's cuddling with Casey in the bed. I was like, "You lied about Patricia. You guys made me scare, etc., etc., cetera. Et cetera.
0: <laughs> et cetera. He doesn't know how it works because he's nine.
1: Yeah, and there was like a, Every one of us is waiting always by a chair. Barry decides who stands in the light. Barry lost the power because of me. I want that power. Dennis and Patricia believe in the beast. And then he asks, can I kiss you? (laughs)
0: Yep, and she, of course, does the smart thing in any hostage situation, which is play into the fantasy. Mm Mm-hmm unfortunately and gives the awkward nine-year-old kiss and then I love he's just like you might be pregnant now
1: <laughs>
0: because he doesn't understand he's and
1: then and then he says was oh, like well also you can go to my room I have a window I have my cd player by it Kanye West is my man I love to dance
0: oh then we get the dance scene which is just I want to see some behind-the-scenes footage. I want to see if I can find any behind-the-scenes footage of James McAvoy just doing this scene. Because mm-hmm. it looked like it was a lot of fun. The fact that he gets to go up into the camera and act like a complete idiot and lunatic yeah. And just, like, dance like crazy. Mm-hmm. It must have been so fun.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Casey tells, tells, tells Barry uh, Henwick, I was like, uh, well, I always like to get in trouble on purpose in school. I wanted, I want them to send me to detention because I want to be away from everyone. Including and, my home. Including my home. Foreshadow report. Foreshadow report. And then we go back into the doctor's office. And it was like, a, we see that Barry it was like, a, I woke up and I feel better now. And then uh, the doctor was like, "I want to speak about the incident at work. You're safe right here. We're just gonna talk about the details." I, uh, there was a school from Jersey that was visiting your workplace, and then two ladies, two little young girls, came after you. They left your hand, put their put their hand, put your hand on their breast, and the other one did the same. They ran after to their to your friends. Maybe you were thinking it was a dare. But you said they were 17 or 18. That'll step you. You got upset for days. And twist my thing. Oh, yeah. We forgot to
0: elaborate on the dance scene
1: mm-hmm. because
0: Casey rightly points out that um, she looks to see if there's any windows.
2: But, but it there's was a not. Lie. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the cake is a lie. There's just drawings of closed windows over another drawing of an open window.
2: That was but pretty Hedwig, funny, though.
0: Yes, but then Hedwig, he slowly starts to realize Casey's trying to escape, mm-hmm. but she's just like, "No, no, we could uh, listen to the music and everything." And uh, but then he pulls out a walkie-talkie, and she uses it to call for help, fighting him off. Mm-hmm. And the people on the other th- end think it's a joke for some reason. Yeah, but we know that there's he's near people. So Mm -hmm. it can't be that far because walkie talkie doesn't have that long of a range. Mm -hmm. And then Hedwig manages to uh, subdue her and everything. And then we get to uh, Dennis and Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Fletcher.
1: Yeah. And so they said, it was like, you said you were fine. Other identities said that you were fine. But I believe this brought issues of abuse that when you were a child, this abuse can cause suppressed personalities to take the light and then I was like a, I know what you want you try you want to protect us but Dennis and Patricia they know about the beast I was like a, they said that this beast can crawl on walls like a mountain climber that this their skin is thick and rough like a like a rhin- rhinoceros do you believe this story Dennis I know that you guys want to protect Kevin but you will not be taken advantage of and then she says, I have the ability to use Kevin's full name to bring him into the light, as have done in the past. I know that all of you will go into chaos trying to take over the light. But you're not evil to me. It was like, a, you're not evil to me. You were necessary, Dennis. Is that you? And then Dennis, was like, they keep calling us the horde, the others. Me, the boy, and Patricia, we don't deserve to be ridiculed. And then she immediately was like, "Nice to meet you, Dennis." And I was like, "You were? Are you in charge?" I was like, "You were the only ones to protect Kevin. He's too weak. We're more powerful." And I was like, uh, "Can you tell me when you come into existence?" And they're like, uh, "Well, me and Patricia in that undesirable identity because we all align. You are all in the chairs with you right now, but you haven't met the beast." It doesn't oh, reside yeah. with you. He resides in the train yard as the story goes.
0: In the train yard. Hmm. Mm. Because in the Kevin's train
1: yard? dad left on a train.
0: That is true, and we, uh, we do see another flashback. It's the one where you can piece together what happened to Casey mm-hmm. very quickly. Oh it shows. yes. Yeah, Uncle John. Uh, Shouldn't have seen much of Uncle John after this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, and they foreshadow a lot because her father is just like, you gotta keep both eyes open when you're aiming the rifle and stuff, which is true because you see twice as well. And you gotta pull the trigger. So she was taught how to handle a gun very early, which Mm -hmm. is good knowledge because of what happens later in the movie. And uh, Uncle John went in this secluded area in the woods stripped down to his underwear and starts howling like a wolf. And then says for little five-year-old Casey to do the same because animals don't wear underwear.
1: Mm -hmm. But what does she
0: do? She sticks a gun right in his face.
1: Yep. (laughs) After the act, of course,
0: of course. And, but he does take the gun away from her. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, Oh Yeah. No, that's that's so wrong and it made me feel sick. It still mm-hmm. makes me sick.
1: Yeah. And as we see that Dennis uh Dennis is speaking with Casey, it was like the beast is a sentient creature who represents the highest form of human evolution. He believes that the human the time of human ordinary is over. Tonight is a sacred night because everything is almost over. As that's the thing, going back to that thing. Before that flashback that Casey got raped. I thought that the twist was going to be that Casey was working for. For Kevin and all of the identities. I thought that was going to be the twist that she was evil. And she was pretending the whole time to get the other two girls. Because remember that hint that she was not planned for to be there that day. And it was only going to get two women, not three. That's a plausible theory. I know, but I was like. Will that be the twist? Because I think this movie, when you get to the end, before the title card, I was said that he was like, "So what was the twist?" And then when the you see that was, last minute, oh,
0: the twist was there was no twist. <laughs> there was no twist. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is one. It's there just is a, one. It's just not related to like the story. It's more. It is technically well the overarching story, but I mean not this particular standalone story mm-hmm. and like you said at the beginning of this episode every f- film of this israel 177 you could watch any of them by themselves and mm-hmm. you'd be fine except it just helps if you had watched both of them before but glass. i still wa- i still mm-hmm. watched glass without having seen unbreakable and i followed it just fine
1: mm-hmm. you got the gist of it really went there and fine and as we see, yeah, it, that... ju- it just
0: really helped that I had seen Split prior to this mm-hmm. or prior to it. So I was able to get that continuation so quickly. Yeah. Also, the fact that this movie came out 17
1: years after Unbreakable. Yep. As we see that Dr. Fletcher is getting like 20 emails of Barry that says, We need you. As we see that Dennis catches up with Dr. Fletcher outside of this kind of like dark really dark property we only see like the door i was like uh it was like uh, the other female me are you fine i don't want you guys to be hurt. i know that you guys are extraordinary can we talk and then they go back into like into one of the rooms underneath where we are in the bunker and i was like can you i want to talk about kevin can you tell me what kevin's mother did to him I know that she had horrible ways to punish a three-year-old. Is that when you arrive on the light, is that why you kept everything spotless to, uh, you keep everything so clean? And then we see Dennis uh, respond. was like, I kept everything spotless and clean to avoid her. Then she's like, there's other ways to help Kevin. I will never stop fighting for you. My patients are like my family. It's like, we lied to you. We have met the beast before. You talk about a blind woman in Germany that has three other identities that develop sight. Are you telling me, says Dr. Fletcher, that there's a 24 identity? You told us we're extraordinary and he's going to protect the broken. The piece is real. And then, as she asked, how does he look like? Well, he's taller, stronger, his fingers are twice the length of ours. He believes that we are the extraordinary and he's on the move.
0: Oh, yes. And Did we get the scene with the train station? Boy,
1: that's the next one.
0: Ah, I see. Because after um, Dennis talks with uh, Dr. Fletcher. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. The other girls try to escape using a wire. And uh, they get pretty close to unlocking the door because they they figure out that they're they lock with a bolt Mm -hmm. and they try to unlock that. But they're using like a coat hanger wire. Mm-hmm. And stuff, so they're unsuccessful. And then after this, we see that it seems I think it's Dennis that gets the flowers.
1: Oh, no, Patricia. But Dennis is first at that station, and then Patricia, guess that what she says? She says, Thank you. And as we see, I think it's Danny changes to Dennis again as we see that they go into the station. And we hear a really particular familiar music. As did we this see.
0: at all clue you in on what would happen? You, like, not you yet. Those the vibes? first
1: time I saw it, I did not have a clue.
0: Did you not think, huh, this seems very familiar.
1: That when I got into the familiar stuff, was at the end when they're talking on the mirror. Oh, I was like, okay. I was like, this music sounds familiar because it was really like the third time hearing that piece of music. I was like, Where is this going? Because I was like, this music sounds so familiar, but I still didn't have a clue. And as we see that, we see that Dennis pulls out the flowers on the floor exactly when we see the train arriving. And as we see that, also between all of this, because I think this was before the train. We see that the doctor, Fletcher, was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. So can you please tell me where the bathroom is? As we see that she sees one of the girls in one of the closets. And she's like, no, this is monstrous. You have to stop. It was like, uh, and and then I was like, this is wrong. They're suffering. As we see that she goes into the other room. Uh, and then but then she gets drunk and she gets she gets asleep and then we go to the train station and then we go back into the bunker as we see that Barry there's a there's a recording of, of Barry I was like I have a feeling that I'm losing it the horror obsessed with the ones that have now suffered because we see that Casey breaks the breaks the lock of her of her room because she grabbed one of the nails. As she goes into the computer, sees a lot of different tapings of a lot of the personalities. As we I see love that the...
0: they all have different names yes. as well. Like, I never caught all the names the first time, but did you catch all of them? Because it's like,
1: man. No, I have none of them, but there's like Jade, uh, Orwich, um, Henrich, and then it's Patricia, Dennis, Hedwig, and... There's, like, a few more, but then we get to know more names in Glass, though. Especially the 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 cinema teacher. I really like that random one, the cinema oh, teacher professor.
0: I love that. And then there's the history one. Ooh, uh-huh. oh well. There's the neurotic female one, Jade.
1: That she has diabetes.
0: Yeah. You motherfucker. <laughs> and then it just, like, cuts from the F word. Mm-hmm yes and- casey is genuinely terrified there's a lot of close-ups of her face mm-hmm. which i was just like man this episode of the handmaid's tale is just really intense <laughs> like it's s- it reminds me of the handmaid's tale because of how like there's like n- almost no music there's a lot of close-ups it's just there's this tension in the air it's it's palpable it's great
1: as we see dennis inside of the train. He takes out his shirt as we see that his muscles are getting a little bigger as we hear a familiar music as he is already the beast getting born and runs away from the train. As we see that Casey between all of the tapes that she saw, she saw one specific of Barry of how the way that he picked out his beanie and he saw that there were some keys and she grabs the keys and she runs away. And then she, and then we see that the beast comes back and he finds out the Fletcher and that the Fletcher can barely see, but she can only see kind of like the chest of the beast and we see all of the different veins, everything popping up. Oh
0: God, they're, every vein in his body is <laughs> like popping out. His eyes are like, his pupils get dilated. Almost black. Mm-hmm. Like almost black. It's just crazy. And James McAvoy got like, Ripped.
1: Yeah. And then we see Damn. And then we see that the Fretcher was around, but then the beast grabs her from the chest, kind of like in the middle of her body, and then slowly is crushing her and crunching her. Oh, we saw that
0: she wrote down something something as well uh, as barely conscious, but she wrote down something. A very important piece of paper.
1: Mm -hmm. As we see that she's trying to stab the beast in, in, on, on his side, but he notices that she notices that the knife breaks and then she dies. She gets snapped in, technically from her back. And I'm like, if Zack Snyder would have directed that moment, she would have spraying it half completely, everything with blood and everything. <laughs> and
0: yeah. nothing to Snyder. I like Snyder. <laughs> no, I know. I agree.
1: I know. And then we see that Casey finds the body of Dr. Fletcher and finds the note that says "say his name, Kevin Wendell Crumb." As she turns around and she sees, oh no, she piece. finds
0: one of the girls, uh, dead, just mm-hmm. intestines eaten and everything. And mm-hmm. then we see the other one is like, Help, I guess I like but drag. then woof, dragged. Mm-hmm. No, no sound of like anything. Just immediate eating mm-hmm. of the flesh.
1: Not and even some eat- butter or some salt. Or nothing.
0: Yeah, no, we just hear the squishy sounds of guts and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the other girl is dead as well. Mm-hmm. And man, did they go out pretty gruesomely.
1: Yeah, but I think you can notice that I don't give a fuck about that. Because I, did, I, I well, totally forgot about thing. that.
0: You're, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed and to. they never suffered. They were impure. Mm-hmm uh also have you have you heard about the church of the beast <laughs> because he's he's a preacher essentially mm-hmm. is what i got out of it yeah but say say it
1: and then we see that the beast is crawling all over the wall and i was like it almost did the position like ben affleck in Batman a superman like a bat <laughs> in the corner <laughs> another snyder and then uh, she's like a Kevin Wendell Crumb, and we see that the beast is like stopping, kind of like a spider, and then it goes to the floor. And it was like a Kevin Wendell Crumb, Kevin Wendell Crumb, and then we, I love the way that you see Jason kind of like passing, like you're passing a VHS, and then he goes back to like another corner, and we see that Kevin wakes up, and he's and, like he grabs kind of like a kind of like a towel, and he's covering yeah, it himself. himself, and was like uh, he was like, what happened? Did I hurt you? And then he notices that to Fletcher. Did I do that? I was like, the last time that I that I was awake, I was on a bus. Is this still September 18, 2014? And Casey's like, no. So technically, he has been in, not in control for almost three years.
0: Two. Two, well, two the, years. The, the timeline states it's said it's in, yeah. in 2016. So, yeah. That's a scary thought in and of itself. You're not in control of your own body and you don't even know it for two years of your life. Like, that's crazy to me. And then uh, um, after that, he's just like, yeah, I got a shotgun that I bought. It's underneath uh, <laughs> the desk or behind the desk. And the shells are in my locker. Why would you keep shotgun shells in there? Who knows? For and He's reasons. just like, He's just like, just just kill me, please, please. And, and then, then this is where we get the acting because oh yes, we get the <clears throat> that's how that's the noise yeah of when he gets a new personality mm-hmm. and then it's inc- it's truly incredible just how fast he switches everything. Like I've been saying, uh, like a broken record from his body language to his, mm-hmm. the way he talks, and these are ridiculously different in every way shape or form and you got to get it done and like do it flawlessly
1: and almost like because james must in this moment changes like four or five different identities in less than a minute
0: yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. just like we can't really describe it. You got to just watch
1: it. Yeah, you have to watch it because first is Jada was like, "Has Doctor Richard getting our emails?" And then we get it kind of like, "Is Henrich the, the the history professor?"
0: It's I like that. that was, in- oh, I think
1: I think that was Orwell. Orwell. Sorry, it was like it's like that invasion about Mohammed overrun the entirety of the Punjab region. We have been wrong by the horde. It's the lies of Dennis, Patricia, and the boy. And then we see, "Hey, just just, just, just wait a minute," and then we see. Hey darling, my name is Barry. And I was like, uh, you don't have to use the I told you to not use the walkie-talkie says Hebwick. And then he's oh, yeah. in charge of we, me.
0: We also forgot uh why the name triggers him. Because mm-hmm. it turns out his mother, his a very abusive mother, would mm-hmm. say that, you made a mess! Kevin a Wendell mess. Crumb! Kevin
1: Wendell Crumb.
0: And I was just like. If that was Tony Collette, I would buy that this would be in the same universe as Hereditary.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you, know, you because of the Sixth Sense.
0: Oh, you know what? Yeah, because <laughs> of the Sixth Sense, I totally forgot she is the mom in Sixth Sense. <laughs> the the PCU, the PCU, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why. Uh... Oh,
1: you know who would have been the mother? Bryce Dallas Howard. She got insane after getting out from the village.
0: I don't I don't know. But I have not seen The Village as of yet, but I will agree with you on that just because mm-hmm. I like Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: Yeah. And so as we see that, we see always Dennis and Patricia. Now Patricia's in control. I love it, the way that Patricia's like covering her chest. So I was like, a, Kevin is asleep now. And doesn't matter how you say his name many times. He will not be showing up to the light any soon, darling. And then immediately Casey notices that the now the piece is getting born as we see the eyes of James Michael getting like, like a lot of red veins as we see uh, on his eye. And also the veins are popping up as we see that Casey grabs the shotgun, goes through the hallway and finds the ammunition. Also, a thing that I didn't mention, in Night Shyamalan, the way that he directs those things between the hallway of running is amazing. And so... As we see that Casey is putting up all of the all of the all of the ammunition in the in the in the shotgun, she runs again and we see that the beast attacks her, bites part of her leg, and also brings a part of her shirt. As we see that Casey goes into like the end of a hallway and she sees a small window, as we see another flashback that her uncle says, Well, it runs in our family. My dad died the same way, a heart attack. But you won't give me any trouble, right, sweetie? Oh, my God, it's so fucking creepy. Uh, uh,
0: and it actually happens in real life sometimes. Mm-hmm. And not raped. Well, I mean, yes, raped, but it's sexual abuse from like a parent or a guardian mm-hmm. or something. it's just mm-hmm. like, why? That's disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's bad enough that it's already a kid, but why does it have to be like like your, your brother's kid?
1: Mm-hmm. As we see that the bees, this is one of my, this is one of the things that scared the crap out of me at the movies theater and also scared the crap out of me when we watching it. The way that you see the boss, the bees crawling in the middle of the hallway and it's breaking up every bulb. And it's making the hallway darker and darker one by one. It's like, damn, that's a really good fucking scene. As we see that Casey's trying to shut, the, like trying to point like to to, to fucking give the hit the bees. And we see that beast saying, we are glorious. We will no longer be afraid. Only through pain can you achieve greatness. The impure are un- the untouched, the unburied, the unburdened, the unslain. Those who haven't been torn. They have no value in themselves and no place in this world. They are asleep. As we see that Casey goes into kind of like a, kind of like a jail cell. And she locks herself up as we see that Casey shots the beast twice. Well, once first. And then it says, you gun cannot hurt me. I'm not human. Kevin is a man, but I'm so much more. And then shots him twice. As we see that Casey sees that his veins are getting, like, popping up even more. And then then we see that the beast grabs the bars and and then is opening the bars as we see the focus on James McElroy's eyes, like, completely black and looks like a demon from supernatural and it's just bloody
0: and the fact that you still see like blood in his teeth and Mm -hmm. everything i thought at first he was biting so hard that the the blood was from his gums but Mm -hmm. i just realized oh no that's from the the flesh he just ate and then we see since now casey is in a essentially a sports bra Mm -hmm. um all her marks from her arms and her stomach To show the abuse. Mm -hmm. That she went through. And he sees that. The beast sees that. And he judges her. You are
1: pure. Rejoice. You are like like me. Rejoice. (laughs) The broken are the more evolved. rejoice child as we see that casey's crying and the beast leaves
0: like he moves like a spider like Mm -hmm. so quickly and everything it's really terrifying if this thing were coming after me yeah i'd be shitting my pants
1: and then as we see a worker finds casey and as it was like don't worry don't worry girl you're uh, you, you you're safe as she's going through a lot of hallways and she sees a lot of animals and she notices that she was underneath the Philadelphia Zoo as we see another familiar music as we see different all of the rooms already in the dark we see the twenty-two brushes, all of the different clothes for all of the personalities and we see the cops finding all of the rooms we see that Casey is getting patched up in an ambulance room and then she's already in a patrol car and then we hear cup. So I was like, Casey Cook's garden is here. I love the way the focus of night on Anna Taylor-Joy, the way that she looks with her eyes. She's like that she doesn't even, she knows that she's going to hurt, being hurt even more that she got hurt in that weekend on that bunker that she just tells her just with the eyes. And when the cup is like, your garden is here. And she's like, I'm not going to go back there. Without even saying anything. The way that she does that expression.
0: Oh yes. I just realized animals are a big theme. Mm -hmm. As well. Because hunters. Hunting animals. And they were ironically in a zoo. Mm -hmm. Being kept in a cage like an animal. Yeah. But Casey becomes the hunter. Literally Mm -hmm. getting a gun. And trying to shoot. And they say that the beast's hide is like a rhinoceros. But I mean it's like. Wow, so you can literally change your body chemistry to take a shotgun blast to the stomach. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. I don't think there's any truth to that, but in the in this universe mm-hmm. anything is possible. Anything is
1: possible. And then as we see we Explain see, the twist. Oh, there we go. And then because we see an abandoned building and we see that it was like, it didn't go true. It's like, we are who we believe we are. And we see how, we see how, holy shit, this is so cool. They're going to believe we assist now, right? As we see Dennis McAvoy, a focus on him, cleaning himself up, but looking at a mirror, as we see in the mirror, the different shades of his personalities. Another great fucking scene. I was like, Dennis, I was like, oh, they're going to have to. And we see how, what do we do now? And then Patricia, we trust in him. He will protect us. Look at what he can do. Let us show the world what we can be. And then we cut into music like, choo, 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 pooh, choo. yeah, this a split. And then we're in a diner and we see a TV news reporter. The suspect murderer Kevin Crumb suffered the controversial psychological disorder, DID. The rumors of the scene are almost unbelievable. They conflicting stories if the suspect is alive or dead. After sustaining two-point-blank uh, two gunshots, reports indicate that one of the personalities is an amalgam of the different creatures in the Philadelphia Zoo where he works. The press is referring him to the Alash attacker and a dark name, leaked by a source close to the case. Because of his many personalities, he's been called the Horde. And then we see this random waitress. Is that that crazy guy in a wheelchair who killed all of those people 15 years ago? He had that funny name too. What was it? And she and there's like Mr. Glass. Oh yeah, that's right. As we see David Dunn taking a sip of coffee and he's just thinking.
0: And oh, theme. did you also see uh, the, the,
1: the fucking the, the poncho, poncho is one of the drugs. <laughs>
0: yeah, were you just like, oh shit, is this yep, because this is a secret sequel to Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. But here was the thing: nobody, and no one knew about it. Nobody. It's called the first stealth sequel, Mm -hmm. and you got to give Knight credit for. It didn't got leaked on
1: Reddit. It didn't got leaked on Twitter or press screenings or fucking uh, like or one of those like preview screenings. It's amazing that nothing leaked,
0: which is why it makes me so sad that during No Way Home, you know how many people would have lost their minds knowing Mm -hmm. nothing about what that movie was going to be about.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of people.
0: Because the marketing in that was going to be very different. Mm -hmm. Like it was going to be a war between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. And then can you imagine if we had seen all this stuff, uh, like for the first time, our mind would have been blown. But my mind was blown here. I was like, this is unbreakable?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because for me, I didn't notice until the waiter says it's like I got from the which was like, fuck no! Like I immediately screamed and it was like, it's like, yeah, Mr. Glass, and I told myself, it's unbreakable too. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was the only one in a full theater in fucking Brownsville, Texas, but nowhere, that got the twist. No everybody was like, so is that bruce willis from the Sixth Sense? someone said when we got up from the movie i was like no it's from this movie unbreakable i told the person the random person i was like even my sister have never seen unbreakable before
0: (laughs) oh i knew immediately when i heard that voice i went is that bruce willis and (laughs) then i saw i was like yes bruce willis and then you get those assholes that are just like oh this movie only works because of the twist i disagree yeah i know and i was just like no, it doesn't. It helps the movie It tremendously, helps the
1: movie. Because, like, but... for example, when the movie gets before the title card, I was like, whoa. For me, I was like, well, there's no big twist like a classic M. Night Shyamalan movie, but I enjoyed this movie a lot. But then I see those last two minutes, I was like, what the? But the thing, is, still, I, also, I already liked the movie a lot. It went from, uh, for me, it went from like a 9 to an 11 immediately just for those last two minutes. <laughs> because of the thing and nisha maland does a thing that i love that he's like i got you roll i'm gonna fucking like fucking smack you on uh, the fucking face and i'm gonna fucking surprise you uh, he always does it so
0: <laughs> and you just love it and I that's why it. we love m night i seriously i wish we could just talk to the guy just he seems like the chillest nicest dude mm-hmm in the world and it's just amazing how his mind works also he he talks about things like so nonchalantly mm -hmm. and yet makes some crazy ass movies but not crazy like in a weird way there's some weird ass dialogue but it comes across as like funny Mm -hmm. and yeah let's just give our thoughts on the movie i don't i think we've uh, uh talked about the movie itself quite enough but like any, yeah anything else to add
1: um like i said this feels like one of the most adult movies from midnight shaman's filmography like you said it's also, it also feels like more like a straight horror and we already said anna joe was amazing Jason McCoboy steals the fucking movie he should have been nominated for best best actor that fucking year damn you academy that doesn't like to recognize horror or thrillers only if it's Silence of the Lambs 25, 30 years ago. God damn it. Um, or The Exorcist. Don't forget that. Or The Exorcist. The, the only two fucking movies that the Academy recognized. And, but still, like, this movie is fucking amazing. I fucking love it. I still remember when I got out, I told my sister about Unbreakable. And she immediately was like, let's go and fucking watch it right now. And it was available on HBO. We saw Unbreakable, and she immediately, the next day, we went to see Split again, and it was amazing. I think I saw Split, like, three times in theaters.
0: I remember you specifically. We used to be part of a horrible Facebook group, but uh, mm-hmm. that's how we did meet, though, so I can't really, I can't shit on it too much. Yeah. But I remember you just going absolutely ape shit over glass.
2: Or mm-hmm. you, you went a,
0: well, you did do that for Glass, but for Split. And I was like, huh, okay, this guy is, like, really into it.
1: <laughs> I, no, I, also, I like that. it's one of those movies I remember when I said, this is going to be my favorite movie of that year. And that year ended, it's still my favorite fucking movie of that whole year. I Like, I knew it was, like, this movie, because I love a fucking movie that does, I always look for my favorite movie of the year to do, to fucking surprise me. To fucking sober my expectations, that will make me laugh, cry, and even make me scare. And split. have though, tel-
0: telenovela drama.
1: I want telenovela drama, and even the had did not have telenovela drama, but Probably it had a- some. But Splee had that thing that I have been craving for almost when that for like seven years. I was craving that dramatic superhero storytelling that heroes that got introduced when I saw heroes in 2006. And so that's the thing. I was screaming for it again because even though I like the MCU, but it's not compared to like that drama that I love from heroes or the drama from the first X-Men movies, That it makes you feel in a superhero world that is more realistic.
0: It deconstructs the mm deconstruction.
1: This so, was a fucking eleven. Yeah. Oh it's obvious. I
0: I knew I didn't need to ask you that <laughs> yeah. question. And for me, I just f- forgot how much I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people don't love it that much. This is actually my third favorite M night movie.
1: Ooh, nice.
0: Definitely his best modern movie by a landslide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's still I mean, the visit was okay. We already reviewed that one, so if yeah. you want our thoughts on that. You can go on that, but Sixth Sense and Unbreakable were just like, he still had that freshness to him, Mm -hmm. and we didn't know what to expect, and it was just really, really well made. Mm
2: -hmm. This was
0: the M. Night Shyamalan that I was looking for, Mm -hmm. because you have to understand how big of a slump he was in. like He was at the very bottom of the barrel. I was surprised that he would get any work. And then The Visit started and we were like, uh, is this his comeback? And then mm-hmm. Split was like, oh shit, he can actually make a movie that gets decent critical reviews mm-hmm. as well. Because that's a big thing. A lot of critics do not like his movies. They are very no. appropriately split down the yeah. middle. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. And that's the thing
1: that I will say to him, my Shyamalan, because he always especially after the visit, he always make, he makes blood and glass, kind of like to impress them. And I will, the first thing that I will tell you, Night Shyamalan, don't give a fuck about the critics. You have a lot of fans, Same like, that love you. Because, if I would have the chance to record, that screening, to see the Unbreakable Trilogy, people were insane, like I'm fucking watching an MCU movie. Everybody was, fucking screaming, quoting, checking the way that he does like the way that he does his shots, his dialogue. And like, people fucking love you.
0: Do whatever you
1: want, boo. We love you that (laughs) way. That's the thing that would tell M. Night Shaman to his face. Which
0: is why I want, like, one of my goals in life is to get Raul in the room with M. Night Shyamalan or just to talk with him because Mm -hmm. I just want to see, I think he would be genuinely amused but also Mm -hmm. very, like, flattered because Mm -hmm. of how big a fan you are. Yeah, and it's just again—he seems like the chillest dude ever, and he definitely makes his mark on film history. That's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Like even Are, Billy everything? knows. I don't know a thing about fucking knocking the cabin, and I'm already like, I, I, I don't need to know anything. I'm gonna see it. Well,
0: <laughs> that's what you. That's what you said about old too. Yeah, and, you know,
1: I I liked it though.
0: That's a different story a for different another story. time. <laughs> But I got to give my thoughts on the movie. Just yeah. Superbly acted, well shot.
2: Mhm.
0: Most part dialogue is very good for the most part. You got mm-hmm. the you got the weird line the, the chicken wings. He has a thing, he has a weird fascination with like making food references.
1: Ah, we get it's... the salt bait in the next one.
0: <laughs> oh yes, the conclusion but for me, I'm going to give it the same rating as Unbreakable. I'm going to give it a nine.
2: Ooh.
0: I was very... I forgot how impressed I was with this movie. hmm And it's not just because of James McAvoy. He is a big reason why. But it's just a very well-made, well-directed movie. Mm-hmm. And if, it's very filmmaker-driven. Yes. Like, again... I've, we've said this before for M. Night. We're just going to keep repeating these points just mm-hmm. to make them as clear as Crystal. He has a vision. He does not really compromise. Mm hmm. We know this because when you try to do big studio stuff where you have to
1: mm-hmm.
0: films suffer for it. Yeah. Where you see the like those you can see the kernel of a good idea. Mm
1: hmm. And also, then,
0: of co- and then, then you get like shit, like Last B- Airbender, which is just an mm-hmm. abomination. Which I'm sorry, I'm not I can't defend it. It's, yeah, it broke. It broke my goddamn heart. Uh,
1: that will be one of my questions though, if I get to it, and I in a room. Though I want to ask him how much of your finish pro- in the finished product was you, and how much was Nickelodeon dead? That will be one yeah, of my I'm, questions, though.
0: I'm genuinely interested in that, but. Next week, we're going to conclude the East Rail 177 trilogy with mm-hmm. Raul's Avengers.
2: Yes! Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and until then, where can the good people of the interwebs and the podcasting world find you?
1: You can find me at RDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at RDC. You can also please follow the podcast on SYNSPod on Twitter. Please also give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, if it's still standing, Google, Anchor, and the other ones in you, Billy.
0: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our main show, Twitter, at SYNSPod, and give us a five-star and just write a review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever podcasts are listened to. and as always.
1: See you next summer.